and gentlemen, boys and girls, guests or hosts of any hat color, welcome back to Westworld Weekly, a host and guest guide to the park and general AI revolt. I'm your host, Beef, and this week we have one host in the park, Rum Daddy. Hello, Rum Daddy. Hello, Beef. All right, this week we are talking about Season 4, Episode 3 of Westworld. I can't even begin to pronounce the fancy name that it is, so I won't I try. I couldn't either. I could not either, so... <laughs> Uh, I was we, just like, oh, it's something with the uh, EE and yeah, whatever. They got the umlauts and all that shit, so it's fancy. Uh-huh. So we uh, we are greeted again by Mr. Bernard waking up in the sublime, and Charlie, his son, steals his maze and runs away from him. And he follows Charlie, and he sees a, he sees a set of images, like fields, a storm approaching, a horse, a tree and then the tree bursting on fire, the slaughter at Westworld, and then the base of the tower everyone is talking about. Did you see the wolf? Yes, crook coming out of one of the buildings during the slaughter. I didn't yeah, I didn't see it the first time. I saw it the second time I watched it last night. I feel like we've seen a wolf in some of these slaughter shots before in the old yeah, seasons. Yeah, me too. I just don't know what the hell it means. I watched it for a second time last night and got a strong feeling that everything in the cold open, which is everything before the opening credits, sets up everything for the whole season. Okay. So yeah, I mean, he is supposed to see all that. Yeah, he suddenly he's seeing stuff that if you've watched the episode and you go back, mm-hmm. he's seeing stuff that's going to happen in the episode later on. And that's because when he goes into the sublime and has a conversation with the Native American guy. Akechita. Akechita. Akechita what? Um, he, Akechita COVID. Ugh. So he, um, he tells him that he gave him a gift. And the gift is to see all the possibilities. There's a, by the way, there is, watching this, there was so much of um avengers when dr strange sees all the possible universes yes. yes and i've also noticed in all the sci-fi shows that we've been watching lately all of them have to do with time travel and how your actions affect the different branches of time travel right right futures. The, yeah that makes sense the tva and whatnot yeah um it's it's cool that Akechita does give him all of the foresight and simulations because he says that a year in the outside world is a millennia in there. Um, so when Akechita greeted, greets Bernard, he says, Bernard says, where am I? And he says, in our world, your world, nor no, our world. Uh, this world is as limitless as the creatures we are. They're in the sublime. And then Bernard asks, where are the others? in worlds of their own choosing. I think that tells you right there that Christina, the version of Dolores we keep seeing, is in the sublime. She's in somehow a world that she chose, a semi-peaceful world, but now her stories are somehow bleeding through. I don't know, something's weird, but I believe that's her own choosing. Who, Christina? Yeah, I think she's in the sublime. She is a somehow a copy of Dolores that doesn't know she is a copy of Dolores. I would agree, I would agree. Because the roommate's always wearing the black or white, and I don't know. Well, it's weird. before I thought that she was in the future because everything was different and 
But now I believe you're right. I believe she's in the sublime. And I still mm-hmm. believe that the girl who picked up Bernard in front of the gas station, I think the that's... The resistance fighter chick. The resistance fighter chick. Yeah. I believe that that is Aaron Paul's daughter. Okay, so you're still thinking that since this... Uh, you said it last night, so I'll kind of mirror it. You said last night that you think that this season is mirroring the first season so much, not only in the recycled storylines, but you have a feeling that they're going to be doing parallel like time jump stories that we're watching with without giving us any hint that it's two timelines happening simultaneously just like they did in season one which would make sense i mean bernard and Stubbs were the ones they used in season one and if we jumped you know 15 20 years ahead frankie would be a little ass kicking resistance fighter exactly um so okay so bernard he decides that um, he's got to go because, you know, the world of man is in trouble. And Akechita says he's got a rare flaw that he actually cares for us, the human beings. Um, but so I have another question that stems out of this. If one year in the real world equals a millennia in the sublime, and we see Bernard go into the sublime at the end of season three, and he wakes up now in what we're watching. So you're thinking it's way in the future, or at least, you know, 10, 20 years. Yeah. They're telling us it's eight years. I, Either no, way. No, I don't think I don't think that's the same thing. The eight years is from episode one of this season where we saw William go to the to the dam and he right. talks about okay, so that world, I don't think that is where Bernard lives because I've got to go back and see the final episode of season three, but the motel where he's in, you see yeah. when Stubbs goes outside, the tree has grown into the side of the hotel and a tree does okay. not grow that fast. True. 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 Okay. So yeah, I'd have to definitely look at that too, but it's without any wave of hand, if we're taking at screen value and we're not believing it, it's at least eight years. It's probably more in your theory, but if there, if we're just going to take it at what they show us on the screen, we're supposed to believe Bernard is waking up in the same eight years later. Right. But if, if even if it's 20 years, that doesn't affect the point that a catch tells him one year in the human world is a millennium in the sublime. So he's been in the sublime lost in his own world for, God only knows years, how yeah. long. Yeah. I mean, thinking about his kid and whatever else. So I thought that was a creepy little, you know, that might come back to show us later what well, the hell Bernard was thinking about. Well, it's enough time that he could formulate or the gift that he, they gave him could formulate all the different um, branches of time okay. and what all the different yeah. outcomes could be. And so his he has job, that yeah. gift of foresight. And his job is to make sure that everything happens the way it's supposed to happen until he gets to a certain point. In order right. to save humanity. Bernard, of course, dies in every scenario. He helps man. Um, I do like Dusty Bernard waking up and he kind of gives Stubb shit about, I see you've kept the place clean or whatever. Yeah. It's got, Stubbs is like, you told me not to touch anything. He's got like three inches of dust on him. <laughs> Knock the dust off that, Bernard. Um, so the fact that he kind of, it was cute, but it was also kind of getting annoying where he kept predicting a little shit like, you know, don't forget to bring the shovel. And it, They were hammering home that he knows what's going to happen next. 
and you only do that enough for a little while if he's going to lose it or if he dies within a handful of episodes you can't keep that up the whole season it's going to get really fucking annoying no but i think they did it for for the first episode just to okay just like hammer it home to make us remember that he knows what's going to happen next i do love when they get the the scene where they go up to the lasers and they have to pull up the mirrors i'm like ooh, clever i want one of those around my house see now so I, I my question was is are they just like perimeter warning lasers or are they actually going to cut you in half because a laser is going to cut a a laser I guess it wouldn't cut a mirror because they use mirrors to bounce lasers but okay never mind I answered my own shit right there yeah it's um, the, I mean Stubbs even calls it the death a laser death laser yeah, yeah. thanks for saying <laughs> why didn't you say anything because I knew she would uh yeah <laughs> but what if she didn't um, <laughs> i'm sure he so, saw a scenario uh, where she did then he walked right through it uh, they we cut to mave and caleb getting off the train to enter uh this roaring 19s 20s town by and the Maeve's way hair is cut different i don't think that i don't I, Maeve's hair i don't think is a big i know deal. it changes a lot i changes just take a lot it anyway yeah i'm just mentioning it in case it has something to do with well no it's <laughs> because when we saw them on the train they hadn't changed into their 1920s flapper outfit yet oh she looks good in that dress she really does yeah and they got to change, and then when we see them outside, they've changed, and that's when he's like, um, I've never been a guy that wears hats. But I do love yeah. how everything on the train mirrored everything from episode one, or at least yes. season one, where he had to pick between a black hat and a white hat and all this other shit going on. Yep, you picked all of your stuff, your gear, everything that was bespoke to you. But so they're walking into the 20s town, and... Caleb just can't believe it all. Everything Maeve's told him, he still can't understand it. And the guy bumps into him and right out of Maeve tells one. him, yep, Maeve tells him to leave it alone. And I like the fact that even we see later, Maeve stops Caleb from picking up knockoff Dolores's yeah. rolling can. <laughs> I call them cheap renditions of. <laughs> right, yeah. filler. Uh so it's like all of these storylines, even down to the color schemes that these people wear. Yeah. Delos was so cheap. They just recycled most of it. I mean, you have a, you got your knockoff Mave in the butterfly club. Right. Uh, when the, when the things, which is the new Mariposa, the butterfly club and well, bad that's what, guy. That's what butterfly means. Butterfly in oh, Spanish. Does it? Spanish is Mariposa, which is Spanish for butterfly. So. Okay. That would. That makes it even simpler. Yeah, I probably and the player that piano, up. which, by the way, two fantastic shows have yes. used Metallica, Metallica as like a big but scene. The Billie Eilish one playing bad guy on the player piano, uh-huh. I thought was awesome because it was just light and jazz bad guy. I'm, okay, I'm glad because I'm not a Billie Eilish fan, so yeah. I knew I recognized it, but I couldn't put my finger on what it was. I watch it uh, at least the second time with the subtitles on when I get notes, and it said jazz, uh, jazz piano version of Billie Eilish "Bad Guy," uh. and then when you listen, you could hear it right before it switched into the Enter Sandman when the new version of Hector broke in, right. and that was so great too. That version of Enter Sandman. Oh, it was awesome! It, but it, but we had just the day before we had just watched 
the season finale okay. of Stranger Things. No spoilers, but they used uh, Master of Puppets. Master of Puppets. It was so amazing. well, too. <laughs> so uh, well. So, and I'm like, you know, they've got to be collecting so many royalties from both these shows now. Oh, yeah. And because they're introducing such new audiences to them as well. Yeah. So we're still in the Mariposa or the Butterfly Club, and Maeve grabs a drink and a partial cigar and just sits down just waiting for, you know, shit to happen. Well, you notice how um, she kind of mirrors Bernard in a different way. She knows what's going to happen. She knows the future of this world because she's lived it. So she already knows what's going to happen next. Much like he's doing it in the real world. I have me. I didn't even think of that because, it, yeah, it was all her foreknowledge how to get down into the basement or the underground how to kill enough hosts yeah i mean there was a point when we went into into the underground where i where it clicked i went wait a minute this is part of the whole reenactment this did is, you like, i didn't yeah. even notice it because <laughs> the only thing that gave it away was when they walked into into the the lounge the woman who was a real person not a host walked by and she's like uh there's Easter eggs that show us the underground, that a, a secret world or something. She mentions it oh, as yeah, she's yeah, walking yeah. She by. Says, yeah. She does say something like a hidden part of the game or something like that, uh-huh. a hidden narrative or something. Uh, it's just a shabby imitation of a man I used to know. Um, Bernard, I like how when Bernard wakes up, and so something I thought of for about this hotel as well too is that what kind of hotel is just closed for at least eight years or 20 years in your timeline or whatever, right? What, what hotel is just randomly closed? So is this something that is, they keep talking about the contaminated lands or the contaminated zone? Did something happen in, was there another world war and Vegas was nuked or did something happen why they can't get out in that land? Well, I don't they're know searching if they're in for Vegas. A weapon. I think I they're know. In, yeah, I think they're in parts of California because there's all those Joshua trees. So okay. I keep feeling like they're somewhere in near Joshua Tree or or um, that that part of the country because that's the only part where you get that stuff. And I didn't mean Vegas. I just yeah. I keep thinking Hoover Dam area. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right, the Hoover Dam. Yeah, because they're all out. They're doing that, and in the very first episode, the cartel guys were talking about William saying he's buying up all this old useless land by the old city. And then they showed Vegas in the distance with nothing working. And they keep showing like, uh, those, those windmills. Yeah. But those were like all powered down when Bernard and Stubbs were driving by him today, but it was clearly windy, but they were just doing that. Like, yeah, I don't know. they were I, broken and falling apart yeah, because like, you know we're probably at that point not using so or uh, wind power anymore, which is yeah. really cool. I talk about this all the time because my mother-in-law lives out in Palm Springs, and you have to drive through those windmills when you go out there, and okay. you see the. And I'm always fascinated by them, but also part of me always gets thrown back in time in that final scene in that old movie. Um, oh my God, Lesson Zero, with Robert uh, Robert Downey who dies in the backseat of the car, and it's a big wide shot with the windmills going, and he's in the backseat. I don't he's think overdosed. I've ever seen that. Oh, it's a big 80s film. I uh, We have lots of those windmill farms, too, up here. So anytime I'm driving up north or whatever, it's just like as far as the eye can see, and you're like, what the They're fuck? They're really cool. I'm waiting for somebody to shoot 
a James Bond type of spy thriller where they have to climb to the one on the top of those because they're they're well, enormous. What's in uh, Inception? He spent a few days in one of those out at sea. Oh, that's if you right. remember. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. He like was doing pull ups on the the ladder and shit. So they end up at the Rhodes End Diner. And Bernard tries to explain all his visions to Stubbs. It's not going too well, you know, kind of with the, um, no, you'll have the tuna melt, Bernard being all shitty, snapping at him. And he draws a maze on a coaster, and I didn't understand what he was doing. And then Bernard does something very un-Bernard. He grabs a knife and goes and murders two fuckers in the parking lot. And at this point in time in the episode, I'm like, what the fuck is happening with Bernard? Did he lose it? Did he crack? Is he the Terminator now? And then I realized that he was intercepting. He's taking the place of these two guys to meet the resistance fighters. Right, because they were going to infiltrate the resistance fighters because those were both hosts. Correct, yeah. A turn, a twist and turn that I did not see coming anywhere. Uh, cut back to Frankie is... Uh, hammering on her radio trying to contact Caleb and Carver takes Bear Bear so that hopefully Frankie's mom can calm her down and get her in the goddamn vehicle. Um, Then Carver comes out a few minutes later looking confused and gives Bear Bear back to Frankie but Bear Bear has blood all over it. Like, if you're a murderous robot, do you not have common sense? Yeah, wouldn't you have cleaned that? Right. Or, I don't know, it's just weird. I guess you might not have known that he just took the bear inside, so it's just kind of like, at least take the time to run run some water over it and try to rinse <laughs> you, the blood off. Then you're off. giving her a wet bear bear. You could say you dropped it. it. That's better than blood. But his acting absolutely did change from the yes. real guy to the host. Which I like. It, it, it was it was definitely there. He was more, I don't know, Mechanical. evil. Evil. Yeah. Evil. Uh, so the the resistance fighter that comes and picks up Stubbs and Bernard, you're saying is you're thinking it is Frankie some handful of years later. Yeah, that's what I like to believe. Okay, I, I mean, I think that could be. This is what I'm calling right now because I'm convinced that there's alternate timelines happening in this season. And I'm trying yeah. to figure out which ones they are. <laughs> right, you're trying not just. And if you throw enough at the wall, it'll it'll you'll get Something one of will them. Something will stick. Right. Yeah. What are they looking for out in the condemned lands? They said a weapon. We don't know of any old Delos facility on U.S. soil, right? This couldn't be some. Well, I mean, I I I don't know if it was ever made clear where the Delos where Westworld was well it was off the shore of China remember we got a picture of the sea oh and... that's right see it's been so long that I forget details like that well, that's that's why we're talking about it but and also the VP in this one this season said you've been allowed to do all of your stuff offshore but never domestically and the stuff you're doing out in the west is ruffling a lot of feathers so are are the resistant fighters looking for out west is the weapon the new park or the data that's in the new park oh I wow I don't See, know. my brain is starting to bleed because 
then I have to think about where is Caleb and, you know, where are they? Because they took the train from Los Angeles and the train ended up in, you know, the same town Wherever, in yeah. 1920s. So did they take the train underwater of the sea or did they... Or, well, this one's supposed to be domestic, so maybe this yeah. one went towards the Hoover Dam or somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And then their park is somewhere in the desert there. And you would need the power that the Hoover Dam creates in order right. to supply the power for this place. Especially if this whole land around it is condemned, that would help you be able to hide a massive park because no one's supposed to fly through it or fly around it. I don't know. It's weird. They're 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 they got something sneaky here. So back to the um, the park, and there is a shit ton of flies buzzing everywhere. That in the was going to be my next subject. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're fucking everywhere, and I mean, are they just going full sale convert every human in the park? Um, um it's a weird. That's interesting feeling. because I. You know, we talked about this in the first episode where, yes, the flies are definitely hosts. The flies mm. are mechanical. And I thought they were using the flies as um, observational and as weapons, you know. Okay. And when they arrived and Caleb puts his hand on the on the glass and they all went sort of. Fly to. The flies flew no, have you, to, have you yeah. seen the movie Fly 2? Oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. The second fly yeah. movie, yeah, it was exactly out of that. They, like, formed all around his hand and shit. Oh, wow. They're, they're, they're used for something else besides as a weapon and as observation because they flew into his ear, and I think it's like, do they control him now? Because now he's biological. He's not mechanical like... Mave is or like the daughter figure was where the face splits open and all the fucking flies came flying out he's a biological entity so is this a form of biological control where the flies enter the body and start controlling right like does it be is it does it break down and have nanobots or is the control part of the virus or whatever that we saw on the microscope projection that the flies eat the black goo and carry that into the person and then somehow you're controlled by delos or you do their bidding or it's it's but then very we also have the guy that worked for security or homeland security or whatever he he worked yeah, in the u.s he took it in the eye yeah but we never saw him again did oh no we did he blew his brains out he was the same guy that when they were looking at the monitors and they're and like he was the guy that sat there and then shoved all the the wooden blocks off the desk. That was the same guy? That was the same guy. So it's showing how when the flies enter, they can control them. And they can control them by using noise because they were using that... Yeah, that tone. Yeah. The tones. But see now, is it it just... You're going to pick out the dark blocks, make a pyramid, and then blow your brains out? Is that what the flies give them? Or is it... Is there some other programmable set of skills as well? Because that, like you said, the guy went into the Hoover Dam and he murdered all of his his coworkers and then killed himself. Right. So maybe there's some other control I think it's a as form well. Of control. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, it's weird with the flies. There's something more going on with that because it's. I don't know. So 
I want to think we see a fly go in Caleb's ear, but he's not going to get affected because Maeve switched him out years ago and she saved his life. But my my thoughts against that, that he's not a robot, are when the robots start shooting, they both get hit. He doesn't get hurt. Maeve gets hurt. And they have to heal Maeve. So that leads me to believe he's still a human. Yeah. Yeah, he's still so, human. So my theory's gone there. Uh, Frankie and her mom run around the house and shoot Carver in the head. I love how Frankie's like, I can help. I've trained for this. The yeah. way she says that is so adorable. Well, that, Frankie! She, that leads me to believe that she is the resistance fighter. Yes. Yeah. No, I didn't even pick that up. When you said earlier in the season that Frankie might be Christina's roommate, I thought maybe, but I still was on my simulation for Christina. But the second you said her, the resistance chick, I'm I'm all in on that. If there's a time jump, that's where it is. I mean, does it make me racist to point out that the two women of color with long curly hair could be the, the child? Big, poofy hair. Yeah, yeah I, well, mean, I mean, she's, she's got the big poofy, poofy hair, hair too. Um, I don't put it past Delos and I, I find it totally fitting that of course in their new park, they built in part of the massacre that people could play. Yes. Because I would, if I own Delos and yeah. I'm like, let's turn a negative into a positive. Yep. Because you know, there's plenty of people that are at least intrigued enough to spend the $40,000 a day to go check out that part of it, if nothing else. It's like going to Disney. Right. Yeah, or that stupid ship. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the, the uh, whatever it is now, the hotel. The hotel, yeah. So the drones are carrying around the maggots to birth the babies, the experiments in the black goo. It's so fucking weird. Um. I completely forgot about those suits until yeah. I saw them because we haven't seen them since season two. Right, right, right. Yeah, they pretty much went, disappeared. Yeah. Well, because season two was all about what was happening in the real world, and it was like the rise of the machines. Right. So, And it was a lot of jumping back and forth in time with William and Bernard, that, and that got really foggy for me. And uh, um, what's her name? Um, Dolores. Yeah, because it was all told backwards yeah. or whatever. And, but then Dolores... Uh, who was the girl who's taken over Dolores's space? The one who's taking over everything. There's another Hale. girl. Huh, who? Hale. Hale. You mean Christina or uh, Hale? Um, Valkyrie. Right. Are you talking the right. other blonde Her. chick? Are you right. talking no, the, no, okay? No, no, no. Not no Valkyrie. Yeah, Valkyrie. Yep. Because she's the one in charge. She is the one controlling everything because even the little mm -hmm. girl when the little girl was like a robot or whatever she's like she never wanted me or mommy she wanted you all daddy. hail needed all was you was you yeah so and that always gets me the way that the um so obviously some of the new robots are more robotic they're less dna driven where they may be but they have the robotic head and when the head like segments and opens up like that, that. Was really it's cool. so fucking creepy that was really oh. cool oh that's like the old school young um the creator guy the anthony hopkins guy when he was a kid remember the first time he met himself and he put himself in a diagnostic mode and his head like separated oh, like yeah, that yeah, it was yeah, like yeah, ah. yeah. 
Or when um, Dolores, they did so much of Dolores with like just skeleton parts. Like the skin yeah. wasn't over her, so they'd have to put a dress on her because she didn't have the skin for it. Yeah, yeah, that's ugh, the visuals. So uh, Maeve notices Frankie's a host after Caleb. We got the whole Frankie's going to blow her brains out. Um, so Maeve tries to get the door open. She finally gets the door open, realizes Frankie's a host, turns around to go tell Caleb, and is greeted by William in black. Um, easily defeats him with his own gun, but a couple minutes later doesn't realize that he's been robotified and... Uh, she uh, gets her ass handed to her. As we've learned from previous shows, there are several copies. Yes. Well, I don't know about that. I think he might have just got shot and got up and handled it. No, no, it's... I don't think so. I think because he he turned a corner from being in front of her and she left the body behind her. Oh. So I think he's just another another version of it. Okay, so you think William's rolling around with multiple copies? Oh too. yeah, no, absolutely. There's okay. several versions of William. Okay, that makes sense. I always assumed if one got hurt or whatnot, it would just they would just boot a new one. Um, but yeah, the way Frankie clamps down on his arms and then lets out all those flies, it's so fucking unsettling. The yeah. the the way it unhinges and the sounds and the the way Caleb is like squirming to get away. Yeah, oh. this is why I don't like children. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, I'd really like to say Maeve replaced him years ago, but then the fly wouldn't even go in his ear hole, and the host bullets would have hurt him as well. So I don't know. I don't know what we're going to see. I'm afraid Caleb is now, they're going to have to overcome something, and Maeve is going to be in the clutches of William and Black for a handful of episodes, maybe. I would watch... That woman read the ingredients off of a soup label. She's so stunning. And I want her, like, actual accent, too. Like, just let it flow. Don't hold it back, lady. Yeah, she's she's phenomenal. And then I've seen interviews with her, and I got lucky to go to one of the FYCs for, like, season two. End of season okay. one, beginning of season two. And she was there. And, like, every other word out of her mouth is fuck this and fuck that. She's just so down to earth I love and groovy. It. And, like, if you saw her in person, you would fucking fall in love with her. Because she's just so, like, like all this Hollywood bullshit does not phase her at all. She's just like, ah, whatever, fuck it, it's all good. She's so cool. Nice, nice. Well, maybe I'll meet her at a con someday. That would be uh, crazy, crazy thoughts or theories before we get out of here. You got anything in the back of your brain other than your time jump theory? No, that's the only theory that I have is that there's time jump. And I'm looking to see because obviously they've made a park within a park within a park. And, you know, we saw that Westworld and Japan world were identical to each other. And now we're saying that 1920s world, all the storylines are the same. Right. So, yeah. Remember, we had the one guy who wrote all the stories in season one, and he gets killed did off at he, the end of season Yeah. He did die? He got killed off at the end of season one. He was all bloody, and they left him there or something. I think he was leaning up against a post or something, and Dolores finally put a bullet in him. So, yeah, I mean, they're just recycling his old shit. I don't know. It, yeah. It's going to be interesting. We're only three episodes in, and I think we have eight, maybe ten. So, I'm excited. I'm yeah, excited. me too. Cool. Well, thank you again for visiting me in the park. It's my and, pleasure. Uh, I guess we'll we'll figure some other shit out next week. Till next week. 
Thank you, everybody, for listening. Together, we should be able to stay ahead of this inevitable AI revolt. If you want to drop us a line, hit us up on Twitter at Westworld Weekly. And if you want to shoot us an email with thoughts and theories, send that to westworldweekly at gmail.com. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we will catch you soon.